Hello, this is Fraser Hines uh, here in the Haven Holiday Camp in Puffwelly in Wales. I play Jamie in Doctor Who and uh, welcome to all listening from The Nerd versus The World. Hello and welcome back to Nerd vs. World, episode 8, Wrath of the Nerds. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. And I'm Adi. Well then, gentlemen. <laughs> discussing our various bad diets. <laughs> yeah. Pot noodles being the cornerstone of any healthy nutritious diet. <laughs> it all sounds a bit like apocalypse food lying in a box somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we do, we do. We have a box of it somewhere. Yeah. Noodles and cockroaches. <laughs> the only thing that's guaranteed to survive it. Yeah. yeah. Twinkies. Twinkies. Twinkies, yeah. There is a British company who's actually bought out the rights because you know it went bust. Uh, the company made Twinkies. Twinkies went yeah, bust. Did you not know that? No, okay, no. This, yeah, this is about two years ago or something like that. Or, or I thought, I thought it was more recent than that. Recently. But a British company's bought them out and are selling them. So the person who bought that $500 Twinkie because it was the last one ever off production. Haha. <laughs> We have them now. <laughs> Somebody spent five hundred dollars on a Twinkie. Yeah, because it was the last one ever off Good production. God. That's insane. It's actually a handy segue, though. A handy segue. Yeah, because we go from Twinkies to Zombieland. Of course, Again. yes. Twinkie That's... search for the Twinkie in Zombieland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You'd think this shit was scripted, folks. <laughs> no, no, it really wasn't. Really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're just that good. Yeah, well, we've had some new TV. Like, yeah, there's a new pilot coming yeah. out. It's been quite cool. Uh, it it's brilliant because it, people are doing what we were talking about on the podcast like months three, ago. Yeah, <laughs> back in about episode three and four. Yeah, they're doing that, and people like Netflix and Love Film are going, "Here, have a bunch of new shows and decide which ones you want to make." Yeah. Yay! Which, I, that's very cool. I caught. Two of the love film shows. Right. So I caught Zombieland and I caught Beaters or mm-hmm. Beaters, however you want to say it. Um, now Zombieland carries straight on from the film. It's like two months later, same characters, different actors. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, was always going to struggle. Yeah, I thought it yes. struggled. I watched that this afternoon, the Zombieland yeah. pilot, and. It was all right, but I, I think they tried too much to condense the same stuff from the films into the pilot. Uh, yeah, yeah they, it, it was all like the same rules things, and they kept going on about his rules for surviving Zombieland, and yeah, yeah it was. I mean, the, the whole the flashback bit at the start was amusing. Yeah, that was the, that was probably the highlight of the episode for me. Yeah, I, I felt it did try. It tried very hard to be funny. Um, and it had the one joke that they kept kept replaying, yeah. which towards the end, I actually, when uh, Tallahassee finally lost his shit yes. in the warehouse, I I did actually think that was kind of getting towards funny. Yeah. Um, didn't think it was terrible. No, I didn't definitely, think it definitely was terrible watchable. at all. Uh, it just depends where they're going to go with it yeah. from now, because it, it seems to have set up a, we're going to travel however many thousand miles across America to get to New York from LA that seems to ah, be but the they're plan. going they're going to well, they're going to Detroit first aren't they are they they're going to Detroit to meet the woman who is in the you know the, you know, the in the car they have that uh, the, the sat nav box, sat-nav box yeah. thing yeah they're going to meet Detroit yeah, I didn't get that that was an actual person yeah 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 I was thinking 
how's that working? Yeah. I, I was like, how does that work? How does this person know that, that there are alive people in different... See, I thought it was, it was just some kind of mad joke thing that I, that I was missing. No, it's apparently it's one of those um, breakdown assist uh, networks they oh, have okay, in the States. Yeah. So it's, the, it's the, the operator of the breakdown assistance. Yeah, it works, it works on a GPS in the yeah. car. Mm. So the car's mobile, they, yeah. they know there's somebody driving it. In their and life. following the following the naming convention of Zombieland, she's called Detroit because that's... Where she's where from, she's from yeah. um, and she can she knows where the, where the survivors are. So she she spends time uh, guiding Tallahassee and Co. two new survivors, and um, with humorous, <laughs> humorous in, consequences, rabbit ears, yeah. consequences. Yeah. Um, it's it's worth a watch. Make your own mind up on it. I think it was okay for a half hour kind of comedy. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, that's it. I, I, the, the, the proof will tell if, if it goes on to even get made because I, I, I don't know what the um, what the deal is with Love Film because I know that they're asking for kind of audience participation in terms of yeah. go and give your feedback. So yeah, that's the pilot. So one can assume then that there have been no more made yet. That's what I, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. So it, it'll be like what BBC Three did with. Being human and that years ago, where they put the three shows out on BBC Three and got you to decide and then commissioned shows off yeah. the back of it. I think there's six or seven. Well, there's fourteen Amazon originals. Shows. There's fourteen. Yeah, but some of them are cartoons for kids. Some yeah, of some them are kids are... shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've got uh, where got, got got a handy list there. I have indeed. Yeah, there's one called Alpha House, which is four senators living in a house in DC with John Goodman. That could okay. be quite interesting. And Bill Murray's got a cameo in it as well, apparently. Uh, Onion News Empire. That's just the Onion Network, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's behind the the scenes type thing. Um, no, no, it's 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 not an actual. Cause it 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 is a comedy. It's not a reality show. Oh right, okay. Because it says it's got um, somebody from Arrested Development as the lead anchor in the show. So it's yeah because the Onion's a satirical news thing anyway. I think it's a satirical comedy based in a not quite real office. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sounds intriguing. Well, if it's got any of the rest of the development cast in it, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. And then there's a musical comedy called Browsers, with someone from Cheers and Frasier. Yeah. Might be watching that one. Yeah. Zombieland. Uh, animated comedy Dark Minions, written by the Big Bang Theory writer. What's that? Which one, Chuck Lorre? Uh, two slackers working on... Uh, not Chuck Lorre, no, Kevin Sussman. OK. Uh, about two slackers working on an intergalactic warship, apparently. <laughs> OK, I might give that a shot. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... evil, evil Minions comedy animated. Sounds... Dark Minions. Yeah, uh, Dark Minions, it's yes. called, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that, that, I assume they're all available now yeah. on, on Love Film. So, yeah, if you've got Love Film, go and check it out. Because this is, this is, like, the embodiment of... All we were talking about, yeah. of, you know. The other one is Beaters, which I mentioned earlier, which is essentially the Big Bang Theory, but in Silicon Valley with tech nerds rather than science nerds. Yeah, right, okay. And it's very try-hard. If you thought Zombieland was try-hard, this is painfully try-hard. Okay. And I did not enjoy that one at all. Is there anybody of note in it? Because I think the cast of Zombieland was like nobody I'd ever heard of. I didn't recognise any of the people no. in it. Um, but... That seems to be the only downside for me is I think they've churned out 14 shows and spent very, very little on them yeah. at this stage. 
So I think it might just be them kind of testing the waters and going, look, let's see what we can knock together. Yeah. But yeah, it, the, the cast is no, no one I've ever heard of in Zombieland. Um, quite a lot of the other ones. So I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a nice step towards what we're talking about of kind of online delivery platforms creating new content. Yeah. Um, but I think it's still got a way to go yet. Yeah, but then as well as that, we've got sci-fi and sci-fi's new show. Defiance. Oh, Defiance, yeah. yeah. This, I, I, I saw, I've seen this really split opinion. I think I, I read two reviews of it. I read io9's review of it, and they were really down on it for some reason. And I read the SFX review, and they kind of liked it. Um, I usually trust io9, mm-hmm. so I, I watched the show with their review at the back of my mind, and I was just like, I don't get why they were so harsh on it. I really enjoyed Defiance. I, I loved the pilot. I'm, I'm not sold on it, mate. Really? No, I'm. I'm really not. It it smacks too much of it's. It's trying to be very Farscape, but then it's also trying to be Deadwood, and it's also trying to roll Rome into there for some reason. I didn't get the Rome. I got, yeah, it, it's I got all the Deadwood. The, the political family intrigue between the two yeah. families, where that what's her name. Jamie, Jamie Murray. Murray. Stamatar. Uh, was, yeah. It's the Tar and the Macaulays. Kind of setting up the marriages of the things and that. That was very Rome esque in the way that we're doing that, of the, the political jostling with the families. Well, there's only two families, that's the thing. Well, it's just yeah. the, the Macaulays and the Tars, yeah. uh, which IO9 called the Montagues and the Capulets because of the love story between their yeah. respective children. Yeah, the, yeah, the obvious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I must admit I wasn't that sold on it. Um, I, I, I didn't feel... I came out of it not really caring about any of the characters. Uh, I watched it again this afternoon, so I've given it a second watch as well, and the second time through it hasn't gripped me either. Uh, and the only two characters I'm even vaguely interested in coming out of it from there is the black deputy guy, who seems quite cool, and yeah. doesn't have a huge part in the, in the, the pilot. pilot, but seems quite an interesting character. And then the top hat goggled guy with the motorbike from the biker oh, gang. One of the um Oh I know the one you mean, but yeah, the, the outlaws. Yeah. They seem quite cool. Yeah. Uh but other than that, I don't really care about most of them. I kind I well I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah. What what's to like about the characters? I like um it was in Nolan. The, the the chief law the lawkeeper who's now yeah he's he's, he's the, the, well, the Ben Browder of the piece yeah <laughs> well, you say that but a lot of reviews have been putting on the old Han Solo analogy to him he's he's a good-hearted scoundrel but the way I the way that he he was brought into the show along with Arisia who's his adopted daughter mm-hmm. felt very much like Jack Carter from Eureka. Yes, it did. Yeah, it felt and, like them arriving in Eureka. Yeah, yeah. And I think that made except no, nowhere near as good as them arriving in Eureka, <laughs> in my opinion. I think that that's that started the connection to the show for me, um, and I think it just has a great cast. I think the cast is phenomenal, and as I went into it really, really wanting to like it because the cast is amazing and the characters sound fantastic, but it 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 just felt like it was trying to be too many different things. I mean, did you see the absolute? Uh, carbon copy of the Dargo character wandering around the dog walker thing with the long beard. It it was yeah. Dargo. 
Yeah, okay, I can kind of see that. It seems but... that they've pulled a lot of Farscape in because the, uh, the Jamie Murray character I felt felt very Zahn like. Okay, yeah, I, I can see I can see where you're coming from. I not necessarily think that's a bad thing though. I don't necessarily think. I I just think it hasn't gripped me so far. It's not. It hasn't really intrigued me. I mean, the kind of like thirty second. Saying at the end of the episode of oh there's something a bit deep and sinister going on and what's all this about that was relatively intriguing yeah. but if they'd made more of that then I would have been a bit more well interesting that's... but that seemed to come out of nowhere it's like they introduced the ex mayor at the start of the episode yeah. then you didn't see her until the very very end and then some other dude who we hadn't seen at all either well to be honest that that was the bit that stuck with me because that was like that felt like it was tacked on after it been picked up yes the rest of it. It could you could say that it suffered from pilot syndrome. It has to tell quite a lot in an hour and a half to convince the networks to pick it up for a pilot, which it did. Yeah. Um, some complaints I read were that some of the exposition was very simple and very laid out, straightforward for you, and I agree with that. But I felt that some of the really subtle inter-character relationships were really good. I thought that Nolan and Arisia were fantastic. I thought they worked very well as a character. I mean, I, I love Stephanie Leonidas. I mean, she was in Mirror Mask, and that's an amazing film. Um, and, yeah, she, she's completely unrecognisable in yeah. that compared to what she was in Mirror Mask. And I think the, the the effects, and especially the creature effects, are second to none. I think it looks amazing. It's a wonderfully shiny programme, and it's got like the, the, all the kind of the arc fall stuff. I think yeah. it's a genius idea. Where I think the, the, you've not seen it yet, have you? No, I've not. Well, the, the idea is that it's like forty years after there's been this big war, and there's loads of spaceships that are like stuck in the stratosphere, and every now and then one of them gets pulled in and just crash lands, and then it gets scavenged and stuff, and that's called an arc fall because these uh, these ships are just up there yeah. rotting in in space after this war has finished. Uh, and I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. It's nice because yeah. you've got all the kind of scavengery types that go out and get them all. And I think they've they've done a very very good uh, stab at setting up all the various races. Uh, I didn't feel like they gave enough time to some of the races. Agreed. Because I think I think that the, the the Tars. I think they gave a lot of time. To, is it the Tars? The Tars, yeah. yeah. That's, the, gave, that's the family. That's yeah, the family. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they gave a lot of time to that kind of race, and they, they've got the like cool blades and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and other that, that, that kind of like weird slow motion dancing with the eighties people on stage, which I didn't quite get. It has it's it's the future. You have to have weird slow motion, that, that, motion that's dancing. For, that's for the Buck Rogers fans. <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was totally it was like totally Buck Rogers fans. But then you stick Duran Duran on stage playing something. A bit weird. That's <laughs> what it did, felt did, like. Did you ever watch the Buck Rogers series? No, no, yeah, it's, it's like it's the Buck Rogers dancing prop of the week. Oh, it's a shiny ball. Oh, dance with the shiny ball. <laughs> I think the Indogenes are going to be a good race as well. Yes, that's the the Doctor. The doctor is the yeah. Yes, uh, I think they're again. The Doctor, I thought, was quite a good yeah. character. That she was quite kind of standoffish and amusing. I liked her as a character. Yeah. Um, but uh, from what I gather, they're like androids or something, aren't they? Or are they what? What? Nah. nah. It said something because when they were they found the blood out in the thing, they were saying oh, it's not human blood; it's android blood or something. Yeah. So I, I, I think that they might be some kind of android, but I, I didn't quite get that either. But I'd say I say I'm not saying by any means that I'm not going to carry on watching it. Yeah. 
of course I will because it's sci-fi Hi. and it's on TV. So you know, I will I will watch it. I just I wasn't as blown away as I was hoping Expecting I would be. be. Okay. Um, well, maybe it's because I went in after reading the io9 review and I was just like, well, they hated it. Let's see what the deal is. But I didn't. It's not. I wouldn't say it was awesome. It doesn't get ten out of ten from from me. Um, it's a it's an eight. Yeah. Eight and a half. I think for me, it's struggling for a six at the moment. And I think it's just because of the some of the, some of the really subtle character acting and the yeah. relationships. I, I went into it after reading the reviews of the game, which were very, very less than complimentary. So I haven't played the game yet. I haven't played the game yet either. By all accounts, it sounds like there's a lot of technical problems with it, and that's okay. been the major problem for a lot of people. Yeah, it's is, a brand new MMO. <laughs> it's buggy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was, I was, I was quite willing to if. if if the show had really clawed me, I was going to go straight out and buy the game because the game's like 50 quid. Yeah. So I was like, you yeah, know, it's a lot yeah. of money. And after watching the show, I was like, you know, I might wait a while. Yeah. Because apparently, you know, it looks like in the game you can go and scavenge Ark Falls and yeah. well, that, do stuff like that. The, the Ark Falls, as I understand it, the Ark Falls are kind of like instances yeah. from... Uh, Warcraft. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, yeah, they're, you go into the instance and there's monsters in there. Yeah. That you, yeah, and you go and find the Arkfall. Um But no, I'm, I'm worried about the sustainability of that crossover. Because we've mentioned before the, the mentality of MMO players, how they get to a certain level, cap out and then just yeah. keep going with new characters. So whether that crossover will, will, will last is one thing. Yeah, I think that they need to seriously look at the, the payment model for it because... It doesn't seem to be a subscription. It seems to be an upfront payment. So what, does you buy the game and that's it, you're on? Yeah. And you buy, like, uh, it, there's downloadable content packs that you can pay extra for, okay. or you buy a season pass that gets you all the content for that season. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I, I'm really not sure about the game economics there. Yeah, because then this series wouldn't play technically off of the... Game really? Oh, yeah, I, I, I still don't know Unless enough it's, about it's the game having played it by having the season patch. Yeah, because I think that, that they're they're due to release episodes yeah. of content, which in my mind doesn't really work for an MMO. No, no and that's that's what I'm saying. It worked it, for Walking Dead. That was an awesome game, and every couple of months, every month or so, they released a new episode of it, and that was brilliant. Yeah. And I think that the, kind of model works as a, an adventure game and an action shooter, but I don't see it working as an MMO. Yeah. No, you're too restricted by the episodal yeah. sort of side of it. Yeah. Then. It seems a bit bung together quickly was, yeah. oh, we've got the, film, the the pilot coming out we need to get this game out we, we've got it in the shops so, and then they go oh shit how do we deal with this we shall see we'll restrict we'll see. the players we shall see I say, I, 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 by no means am I giving up on it I just no. have my reservations and I wasn't blown away okay when I was saying before the show um, they're going through the cast it's the cast that we think it'll succeed absolutely because, yeah. I mean, because Tony Curran's um, uh, amazing and uh, yeah and Graham Greene Yes, yes, Graham Greene. Mia Kirshner, Judy Benz. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it, it's weird. It's got like two... Uh, it's got Dexter's ex-wife and ex-girlfriend in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's got two... I mean, Graham Greene and Mia Kirshner are both in Wolf Lake. Yeah. Show back from 2002. Yeah. Um, and Jamie Murray. She has, yeah, so Jamie Murray was Dexter's girlfriend. She was in Warehouse 13 She's as well. Also, so, yeah, I mean, she's I mean, also H.G. Wells. Yeah, yeah so you know, you've got um, 
I mean, unless you between them, we've co- the cast cover True Blood, yep. Wolf Lake, Buffy, Angel, No Ordinary Family. Well, that's just Judy Benz on her own does the last three. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, Warehouse Thirteen and Hustle. I mean, speaking of those crossovers, um, Anthony Head's going in Warehouse Thirteen. Really? He's really? Gonna be, he's going to be the big bad in the last three episodes of the current season that's just started. Ah, uh, oh. The season's just come back on again because it's okay. been off air. So, yeah, season they, four. They, they, they were going to season four. Yeah, it's season four of Warehouse Thirteen at the moment. Uh, oh yeah, the halfway moment. through, yeah. and then it stopped for a while, and now it's come back. It started back again last week. So, I thought they um, canned at the end of season three. No, no, no. It's still going. And, yeah, Anthony Head's going to be coming into that at the end of this season. Hmm, cool. interesting. But, yeah, uh, I think with in that... verifying now. <laughs> in fact-checking. <laughs> no. <laughs> click, click, click. Click, 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 click. No, no, I've got, got a password wrong. Um, no, I think, I think the cast have enough experience of sci-fi and fantasy that they know how seriously the fans take it. Absolutely. So they know how seriously to take it. So I, I think it will... I definitely think it will... Pick up, and I definitely think it'll be a must-watch show for me. I, I hope it does. Um, I, we, we've yet to have the the absolute clincher for me, which will come next episode when we finally get the theme music. Okay, it's yeah. all about the theme music <laughs> for me with a lot of shows. You watch the, the pilot because there's never never theme music it's on in the pilot. pilot. Yeah, that's true. And then you watch yeah. the first episode, and then you go, "Oh my god, that's a god awful piece of music!" Or, <laughs> "Yeah, that sounds really cool. Let's go with that." I, I, I refer you to Enterprise. It's <laughs> one of the worst offenders. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. It's like, oh god, I don't have to sit through this. It's been game. a long road. Fuck off! <laughs> I just want to watch this program. <laughs> don't ruin Star Trek. It was like SFX three when you're waiting in the main. For any um, any of the panels, between panels they played a CD of Sci-Fi's greatest hits, and that theme no. kept coming on. Oh, no. It was awful. Um, How anyone could view that as being the best of anything, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but we'll leave. We'll put it on pilots for now. Then I reckon. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything else in terms of pilots. Well, there was Hemlock Grove, but I never caught that. But you caught that, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. It's on uh, Netflix. What Net- is it? It's Netflix own production. All oh, right, so it's like uh, House of Cards. Type yeah, thing. Yeah. Ca- well, it's not. But yeah, it, yes, not it's their own. It's their own production. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, it's it's a bit of a mashup. You got yeah, Once Upon a Time, <laughs> bit of Buffy, <laughs> throw it in with True Blood. All right. Uh, it's basically around sort of werewolves That's and supernaturally supernaturally thing, but okay. there's a lot of scientific stuff going on in the background. It's slowly developing along the the show as the okay. show goes on. You find out more and more. Going, actually, how much of this is supernatural and how much of this has been these weird genetic stuff that's going on? In the back- type thing. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, w- oh. Without, I, I couldn't really put too much more into that without. Having any spoilers whatsoever? Yeah, I think we managed to get through defined without any spoilers there. Uh, yeah. One or two no, no, minor. no, 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 there's there's any actual spoilers no actual spoilers in, defi- in that defiance roundup. No, because cool. there, there, there were a lot of things that we could have spoiled yeah. there, but yeah. we didn't. <laughs> uh, and you can't, I can't really explain it yeah. too much no, without cool. it really. Yeah, because I think I just saw, I saw the banner okay. advert for it when I turned Netflix on today. It, um, it, it's okay. It's watchable. Um, it does draw you into it because it's got these weird sort of dark background stuff going on mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a li- I found it a little bit 
let's have some boobies in it just for the hell of it. Let's have a and little bit HBO of gore. attitude to, to programming. <laughs> yeah, it is. A li- it, yeah. Until the second yes, season. Quite. Nice. Yes, Yes. <laughs> once, once they fucked you with the first season uh, with boobies, the second season is booby light. I, I think it was like um, a topless sex scene within the first 30 seconds of it. And I was like, what the heck? Hey, look, we show boobs on this show. What? Oh, oh, boobs? Yeah. Oh, no, I was actually waiting for something to rip a head off or something because I, I knew it was a, a, about werewolves or <laughs> had some kind of reference to werewolves in it. I was going, yes, go on. When's the werewolf going to come in and rip a head off? Mid. <laughs> oh, no. No, it didn't happen. Oh, dear. I was going to pass on that purely because it was billed as a horror and I think it's been well established that I'm not a horror fan. Oh, okay. So, well, you like horror. Supernatural, though. It's not a horror. Supernatural. I, I put, I, you watch it's Buffy. Bu- would, would you class Buffy as a horror? Would I bollocks? Well, there you go. Yeah, but Eli Roth didn't produce three episodes of Buffy. <laughs> he produced three episodes of Hemlock Grove, and <laughs> some of the trails that I saw of Hemlock Grove look quite gruesome. There is a couple of gruesome points yeah, here. So <laughs> it, it, is, it is a little bit kind of wasn't talking about. I, I, I like, my, I like my entertainment to be like... Funny. Entertainment, not <laughs> scary. Okay. Light, not Fair torture enough. pull. Yeah. Fair enough. Except from but, the man who brought you three episodes but, of Hostel. But yeah. what about Dexter? I don't watch Dexter. No? Dexter's awesome. Okay. I've never watched, I've never watched Dexter. Okay, fair dues. So That's I've, a fantastic show. It's very darkly humorous, Dexter. Yeah. Well, I just got put off, not by the, the, the subject matter of that, but by your man who plays Dexter, because he was in... Six, Six feet, feet under, under as well. Yes, yeah. he was. And I started watching that because that was around the time that The Sopranos had come out. So, because it was HBO again, they were getting <laughs> known for doing good shows. Mm. And so I saw The Sopranos and I watched ours and then this came around. So I started watching Six Feet Under but just really didn't get into it. Mm. I've, I, I must admit, I've tried watching Six Feet Under and I've never it got past the first weird. season. Yeah. Same. It's okay, but I, I just haven't really got into it that much. I think I got more into Pushing Daisies than I did that. <laughs> Pushing Daisies was an awesome show. I think I watched a pilot for that. That was it. great fun. Yeah, I think I got drunk last time I did that. Oh, sorry, that's Pushing Daisies the cow. <laughs> <laughs> cow tip in. <laughs> so no, didn't watch Dexter. Yeah, fair enough. Then. But another one that's back, just saw today, is Continuum is back. Awesome. Episode okay. one of... Of uh, season two of Continuum's cool. just come on. I, I need to I'm catch up with that and, and finish season. Same two. here. I need to finish season one. Uh, the first did four like episodes were brilliant. It's it's an awesome yeah. show. I I yeah. loved the first season. Yeah, because when I started watching that, it, it had already been picked up for a second season. So yeah. I was really really keen to get into that then. Because um, I've been disappointed with some of the the pilots from last September's full season. Because like Revolution was one that I was really looking forward to, and I watched the first six episodes maybe. I've just not been fussed to catch up with it. It just mm. never really grabbed me the way I thought it would. Um, so having Continuum and Defiance, that's sort of picked it up for me. It's brought sci-fi back in the game. Yeah. I think we'll be watching a lot of uh, Rizzoli and Isles, if you come across that <laughs> never one. never even heard well, of that it's, one. Uh, <laughs> it's a cop show set in Boston. It's got okay. a girl who played Kate in NCIS, seasons one and two, that was it, season, yeah. Yeah, season one yes. and two, because then she got killed in season Half-way two, season two yeah. NCIS. Oh, yes. spoilers. Oh, come on, dude. This, dude, we're on season ten. ten it's not yeah. a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reminiscent. <laughs> but yeah, she's in it as a kind of Bones-like character, as a... 
<laughs> Let it out. You know you want to. <laughs> You've been doing so well, lady. We've made, it, we've, we've made it through six episodes into your last smutty innuendo smirk. <laughs> but yeah, you know she, she's like she's a, a coroner, and it's and then it's all kind of like Irish mob and Boston, okay, murdery type. It's just another crime procedural set in Boston. So what are you staring at? So, uh, something's just flashing from my screen. It's a picture of it's a, it's a first look picture of Halle Berry as Storm in Days of Future Past. Okay. No. Uh, oh dear. Uh. Okay. That kind of um, yeah is a bit uh, Thunderdome-esque. <laughs> and I'm officially bummed for that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! It's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's got um, Jennifer Lawrence in. So how can it go wrong? <laughs> Look at it this way. It can never be as bad as Wolverine Origins. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're pushing ahead with that Deadpool film now as well, though. Mm. Which will be interesting. Which will be, which will be interesting. I still want the Deadpool yeah. game, but I'm gutted. Deadpool game's only PS3 and Xbox 360. Huh? It's not on PC. Really? I'm gutted. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, how on PC? Do you have a PS3? <laughs> no, I don't have a PS3. Do you? No. No. We've got we both got a PS2, PS2 slip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a PS2 and a Wii. Oh man, you got the PS3 then. But God, well, what's the point in buying a PS3 now? There's a PS4 coming out this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make a good point. <laughs> Which isn't backwards compatible. Well, unless you yeah, consider yeah. Gaikai in the clan. There are ways around but it, but yeah. No hardware compatibility, that's for sure. Um, but you see, because if I get a PS4 or a PS3, that means I will then own a Blu-ray player, and that then means I have to start buying things on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. And then everything will get a lot more expensive. Yeah. Although sometimes I find the Blu-rays cheaper than um, DVDs. It is sometimes. I got yes. Cabin in the Woods on Blu-ray for nine quid. Wow. Cheaper than the DVD. Okay. I saw Prometheus. I think was down to eight pounds on Blu-ray in Sainsbury's. Would you part eight pounds? I was just like, I was like, there is, there is no price. <laughs> At which that film becomes cheap enough for me to want to buy. So yeah, keep going, Sainsbury's. You might get there one day. Give it away free. Give it away free. Yeah. Probably leave it at the checkout. Buy two pizzas, get Prometheus free. Oh, I have a coaster for my beer. But you're right. Once you buy the Blu-ray player, you do have to start picking up Blu-ray films. Yeah. You do, because they are just better. They play normal DVDs as well, don't they? Well, they do play normal DVDs, but then what's the point in having a Blu-ray player? You might as well just have a DVD player. (laughs) Because it comes with the... But it's in PlayStation 4. I've got to watch it in that, because then it's awesome. And then I'm going to get a 3D TV as well. And a holographic projector. I'm still not sold on 3D. (laughs) um, Blu-ray's definitely... I I think Blu-ray's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it probably is, sir. It's just, yeah. Do it. Join the dark side. How long is it going to be before they have a a, a, sen- a a full sensory suit to go to the cinema? You know, like you actually have like the wind blowing, uh, or you feel the G force or something. You know, I don't know. On your face, you know. What's the porn industry? They're the kind of people who come up with that first. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> it is true. Uh, funny, she mentioned the cinema trailers. Oh, we got another awesome segue. I know. Though. Oh, damn it, I've just ruined it by drawing attention to the segue. Oh, no, I'm just crowing the segues in, <laughs> making it look seamless. Um, trailers. Man of Steel. It's the first Man of Steel trailer I've seen that makes me want to watch the film. All right, okay. 
because I've really not been fussed about the whole Superman reboot mm -hmm. up until that latest trailer, and I'm just like, okay, I'm probably so going to go and watch this now. All the bits I've seen so far, it just looks like some tarred in a fucking Kevlar suit with a fucking rubber stamp on it. What, the the shield? <laughs> yeah. It's a Kryptonian, it means hope. That's their explanation in yeah, the film but for the S. It just looks like some dude in a fucking skin-tight Kevlar suit with a fucking rubber stamp on it. Yeah, but I'm not getting hung up on the costume. No. I mean, you get hung up on the costume, you're going to go back to Joel Schumacher with nipples in the bat suit. Hell yeah. So, uh, that was the, actual, the, actual, the, actual, the actual film itself kind of looks... It's beginning to look decent in my eyes. Okay, I, I haven't seen any of the trailers. Yeah. I, I'm not a big trailer fan. I tend to wait and just watch the film. I don't like because ever since trailers started basically giving away the entire film, I stopped watching trailers. Fair dues. Fair. <laughs> uh, I only one. seen. I used to love watching trailers, but uh, now I, I only ever see them if I got the cinema. Because it just yeah, shows you all the good parts and yeah. ruins the film. Yeah. The other one was Star Trek Into Darkness, the final trailer for that. So I remember when we had Jonathan Green on the show back at episode six. Yeah. I said that I was getting a little bit worried because mm -hmm. it looked like a generic action film yes. set on Earth. Yep. This latest trailer has made me is, has made me change my Alleviated mind. Alleviated your yeah. Worries, this this it? the latest trailer has made me go, oh thank fuck. It, okay. It's definitely a Star Trek film. The, the, the bits of it that I I managed to catch because um, my uh, father decided to stand in the way of the TV when I was gripping on my seat going, I need to watch this. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Star Trek films. Well, I would hope so. It is a Star Trek film. No, of... I, <laughs> the originals. You know, the, the, the proper Kirk. You know, the original. The original Kirk. The original Kirks, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They, they've brought it back to some of those Well. You do have the Enterprise moving on the th is it the third or the fourth plane now? So you got fours backwards, side to side, then up and down. Uh, Do, doing the doing the Wrath of Khan maneuver through yeah, through the nebulas. Four, four axes in space. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, because in Wrath of Khan, the Enterprise is in the nebula and it moves on the fourth axis. Yes. And then we have that shot more or less replicated through Cloudfall in the trailer. So. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm looking it, forward it to it. One it, it looks like yeah. it, oh, I'm going to go and see it. It's, oh, speaking of a big thing for me, Iron Man three this weekend. I'm going to go see it on Wednesday at the um. Yeah, this weekend, we a trip out to see Iron Man. Th what are you sulking for? He's not going to watch I'm it. Working. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends when this is released. But if this podcast is out after the twenty fourth, I should have already seen it. So I'll go to the, I'll go to the previews on the Wednesday. I right. think. Yeah. Um, and I might even do a quick Nerd vs. World bonus and just do, record a quick five minute review of it and just put it up online. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, do it. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to well, the embargo lift, The embargo on reviewing it lifted today, I think, and I've seen a couple of reviews already, and they've, they've said the tone's quite different. Well, it's supposedly very dark, this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Because it's totally stark dealing with these monsters after yeah. the. Uh, his demons after the uh, New York incident of the Avengers. Yeah, yes. but everyone seems to love it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, uh, so I can totally get to see why yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. And then of course the other thing I saw was Hunger Games. 
Uh, so I've still not seen the first one yet. I, okay. I wrote that first film off without even seeing it. Yeah. As did I. And then I watched it and I made a public apology for it. Because I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really good for what it, for what it was, what it, for what it was handling, for the length of the film and its pacing and the way it told the story, it was great. I've not read the books, so I don't know how it translates to the books. Um, I I am now very keen on November coming quickly so I can watch the scene. And it's got Jennifer Lawrence. Which on a bright note, I spent two hours last Thursday just I watching just watching Jennifer Lawrence clips on YouTube. I, I, I YouTube like Jennifer Lawrence funny clips. <laughs> She's just adorable. She's hilarious. And then I and then I watched the Oscars. I watched the entire Oscars in twenty thirteen. You just like girls that pout. I like girls with attitude and she's got attitude by the bucket loads. <laughs> and I watched uh, Silver Lines Playbook as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it there. <laughs> I'm gonna shut I'm gonna shut up now. So Star Wars! Anything, Star Wars anything different. <laughs> How's your chopsticks? They're pretty, they're yeah. rough actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you actually tried using them. Yeah, yeah. I awesome. teriyaki with them last week. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. I ate my real, I ate my, um... You ate your pot noodle with them. <laughs> my, oh, I should have done. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, to, yeah, that would be nice. I didn't, I, I ate my flame grilled McCoys with them. <laughs> so, that I didn't, so that I didn't get like, the little powder on my fingers. And just so I could practice. But fuck it, I had a pot noodle, why did I not? Why did I not use them from the pot noodle? <laughs> Nuts. No, but yeah. Star Wars news. Uh, to be honest, I haven't really seen anything. Well, they've announced that they are going to be doing five movies. Yeah, so I heard that. One every year for five years. One every year for five years. From 2015. But not, not necessarily a Star Wars movie, but a, a, an offshoot movie. Well, t- from 2015 will be episode seven, then yeah. every other year will be another of the new trilogy. So eight and nine. Yeah. And then the other two films will be standalone movies. Um, I haven't yet seen what those movies will be focusing on. Yeah, well, is Lawrence Kasdan's involved in writing one of them? Boba Fett Origins. No! Who wrote Empire and... Yeah. Oh, I wonder which way he'll go with that one. Indeed. And the other thing they said is they've announced... Well, they've got kind of a working title for the next animated series. Just Star Wars Reclamation. So is this to replace Clone Wars, yeah? Yeah. So it'll be a Cartoon Network thing. I don't think it's, it's Cartoon Network. Yeah. I think it's going on yeah, Disney. Yeah. Disney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Disney XD. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be... It's set 15 years after the events of Jedi. Right. And 15 years before the events of Episode Seven. Okay. So it's going to be kind of bridging the gap and giving a fan's idea of what they can expect mm. in Episode Seven. So... Plus, gives the opportunity to get Mark Hamill back to do more voiceovers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hopefully get um, Carrie Fisher back as well, because Leia Organa is going to be central character to Reclamation. Mm. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. When's that due? I didn't see a date. All right, okay. It's literally just, just kind of like just up in the air plans that are what's going to be happening. Space kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. One that I do have is Saturday the May 4th. <clears throat> Star Wars Day. Star Wars Day, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blue Lotus Tattoo Studio in Worcester are doing the usual Star Wars Day deal so just Star Wars tattoos um, there is a discount but it's not like 10% or 20% discount because it depends on the tattoo that's yeah, being done sure. 
So, but yeah, if you go along, they'll be doing Star Wars tattoos all day, and they will be done at a discount, depending on what you're getting done. Cool. Go along. And Ask for Loz Phillips. We've got visitors, so we've got Roach and Joe coming around, so we'll probably end up drinking a lot of cocktails until very early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I might get Cocktails? Yeah, that's what we did when we went to visit them down in London. Yeah. Roach was doing all these cocktails. You don't have to reciprocate. Well, no, I'm going to get him to do them. Yeah. <laughs> two, two parts Jack Daniels, one part Coke. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> awesome. That's a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's, a, it's so easy. The Jack Daniels can be replaced by anything. <laughs> two parts crack and rum, one part Coke. Works. Yeah. Works. Two oh, no, 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 no. Two parts Jägermeister, one part Coke. One, one, one part beer and two parts cracking. <laughs> or anything of your choice, but drink responsibly, kids. Because I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there was a, I know this is off subject slightly, but there was a, a, a point uh, some years back, uh, I can't remember whether it was uh, pre or post uh, Ariana being born, but uh, Simon and I actually went through 20, uh, a 24-case of beer plus some uh, oh, God, yeah. at a party. Yeah, the weekend. Good yeah. Lord. Uh, yeah. That was in one evening. Yeah. Um, I think we had uh, several... Ales before breaking into the case. God knows, yeah. So there was certainly, yeah, uh, we we, <laughs> we certainly uh, neared enough uh, a good uh, twenty-four cans each <laughs> that evening, <laughs> and right. and a few whiskey chases. <laughs> wow, Reed, says I. Oh Ollie goodness Reed. me, that was an Ollie Reed evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a break with some music? Good idea. Sounds like a good plan. Yes, good call. So. Okay. Well, today's music is being brought to us by Inca Hoots. I love that name. It's, <laughs> it's so cool. very good. It's a brilliant name. Um, they're a band from Worcester. I used to work with a couple of these guys back at the cinema. Uh, the track is The Golden Age of Steam. It's off their new EP. I'll put all links to their Bandcamp page where you can purchase it um, in the blog description. Enjoy, and we will see you on the other side. Watch. 
welcome back to the show. Huge thanks there to the guys at Inca Hoots for letting us use your track. Yeah, it was really cool. I enjoyed. Yeah. Really good vibe. Yeah, well, it was for me. It kind of crossed a bit of the kind of uh, post rock stuff that I've been listening to with a bit of Ludo, which is kind of like weird American kind of college pop rock. Sorry. So yeah, it was kind of it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Again, if you know any bands, uh, time to get in touch. We'll play their music in our musical interlude. There is no genre specificity, or to put it in better English, we require no specific genre. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play anything. Yeah. <laughs> so if you pay us enough money. <laughs> so yeah, something we're always looking for new and interesting music to play. Absolutely, yes. Cool. Right. And that little bit of sunshine, to be fair, because that track was quite happy, yes. is just hold on to that because the it's topic, about to be yeah, <laughs> the topic for this show really is is remakes. Um, so for the next section, be braced yeah. because there could well be some nerd rage. We're fucking irked by them. <laughs> yeah, I was going to do might contain strong language, but there we go. I think irked definitely contain some fucking strong language. Right, let's, let's just go straight into it then. <laughs> What's the one that irked you most? Because there was two for me that really got me going this there, week. There have been two this week, and, yes. and both of them are about the same, because Weird Science, I fucking love that movie. John Absolutely. Hughes, it, it, basically, he could do no wrong, even though he did do um, Home Alone, for which we'll, you know, we'll let him off for that, given the fact that he made all the other fucking films, yeah. which are amazing. Um uh, yeah, that, that those were like the epitome of my teenage and growing up years. We're yeah, watching John Hughes, Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, Ferris, Science, Ferris Bueller. Abs- Fucking hell yeah, yeah! All of those are that. Th- that's just my teenage years right there. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> I think it's hell. Right. And the whole idea of them rebooting that just sends a shiver down my spine. Uh, so yeah, that's bad. And then of course the other one is is the Crow. The Crow, uh, which again is. One of my favourite movies of there all time. There is only one! <laughs> well, indeed, it's it. I, I, I'm that much of a purist about The Crow that I've refused to watch any of the sequels. I've refused to watch any of the TV shows. I have all the comics and I've read all the, the kind of follow-up comics because yeah. that's fine. They're written by James O'Barr. They're great. And they carry on and expand the mythos. What they don't do is go back and tell it all over again with somebody else doing it. Because yeah. The Crow is one of my favourite films. It is. I don't know when I started doing this, but it is the first film I watch every year. So New Year, either before I go to bed on New Year's Eve slash day morning I'll watch The Crow or it'll be the first thing I watch the next morning morning when I wake up it is my first film of the year every year quite often in a semi-drunken stupor in a a complete drunken stupor generally speaking by like (laughs) 2 o'clock in the morning yeah so that, that's something I've uh, joined Simon in for yeah. the last or ten years. Indeed, yeah, it's, um, it's a tradition. Most of the time, it's been me and Simon watching it. And yeah, a few people have made it up to to the end of the film, but not not many. Not many. <laughs> Generally, people just pass out far too early, and we end up playing buckaroo with them and various household <laughs> objects. <laughs> Human buckaroo. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the two big ones that, that yeah. have come out. So, thoughts on these, then, gents. Well, where do we start? Don't fucking do it. Well, that's, 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 End that's, of. that's the bottom well, I think that was my, my first comment was, who do we need to kill to stop yeah. this? <laughs> I think, I've mentioned it before, I think, but Nerd vs. World actually started a couple of years back with a blog. 
because they were talking about casting Bradley Cooper as the Eric Graven in the remake of The Crow. And my Facebook status was limited in terms of characters, so I couldn't fully express my rage. So I, I started Nervous as a World to, to rage about it. Um, and, and my opinion is simple. Leave them the fuck alone. Don't mess with cult classics. Because whilst they might be able to reproduce the film, they can't re- reproduce sort of the feel in the wider world that surrounded the movie. Yeah. So sort of like the cultural awareness is just not there. No. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the reason why I think that it took off so well in 94, the original crow, was because Vertigo launched in 1993, yeah. and that brought together darkly... It was all the dark supernatural yeah. things of the DC and, universe. Yeah, dark fantasy. Swamp Thing, Constantine, yeah. Sandman. And... and you know that's that. I think that made people ready for an adaptation mm. of the Crow. I mean, the Crow predates that. The Crow was yeah. eighty nine, yeah. um, which, as you say, there was there was Sandman prints from eighty nine pre Vertigo era, era mm. Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people were ready for that. Um, but people now, they don't want the dark fantasy. Not not the the majority of cinema goers. They want the the action yeah, superheroes. So I think. I think the finger is well off the pulse with regards to the remake of The Crow. Yeah, I think it is. Well, it's, but I mean, yeah. We were talking about this in the last one about doing the Justice League Dark movie, and I think that's the right way for DC to go to do that. Yeah. Uh, and that may well, I, t- I would hope if they do that and do that correctly, that would kind of reignite some kind of uh, interest in that kind of dark superhero. Yeah, but then to just suddenly do it out there... Throw it in, but to throw the throw it in for no reason. Yes, yeah. that doesn't make sense at all, and I can understand it being after a. a what what a I don't get is, is why the need to remake the original. There are more stories than the original. Crow. There is yes. Uh, the the ethos and the mythos of it, as, as I was talking to somebody about this online, and just you wrote an excellent live journal about it. Um, the, the, the 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 mythos stands up to more stories than just the Eric Draven story. Why not do yeah, er- Eric more stories? Was actually, a very smaller version. It wasn't. It, well, it was it, the very the first whole, one. I mean, series. Yeah. yeah. It was the first one because Eric Draven was was the author. Yes. It was James James O'Barr wrote the book to to, 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 to cope with, with the, the, the loss, loss of his, his girlfriend. His, yeah, yeah. His girlfriend. Yeah. He'd been killed, killed in a car accident. Yeah. Um, and the first half of it is dedicated to Incursus from Joy Division yeah. as well. It's a, it, it's a, a very dark book of somebody dealing with loss, uh, and that's why it's such a powerful story. Um, but then again, that I say that that's retold again from a different perspective in the Crow Dead Time, which was the immediate follow up to it, which was a Native American Indian who'd been killed a way long time ago, and that and he was dealing with. Um, reincarnated versions of the people that killed him and that's an excellent way to take the story yeah and that's a whole new way of telling it and the only link is that the crow brings another spirit back as a spirit of vengeance fantastic tell that story yeah absolutely there's no need to retell the eric draven story no I, No. I, i think it should be left alone it's not just that it's just the fact is all the sequels they've had have just told that same story again the sequels have been more or less the same format as the original. Yes. Um, I saw one. I saw the one with 
Edward Furlong and David Boreanaz. Kyra oh, Reed. Kyra of what's called. It was on. One I, night. I know the names of some of those on Wicked Prayer. I think. I think that might Edward have been the Furlong one. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've refused to watch them. It's <laughs> a standing joke in my house of like when we're flicking through Netflix and go, oh, why is there a space in between those two movies? Uh, along with the Highlander ones. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I think for me, it's just the movies studios haven't got their finger on the cultural pulse right now for a darkly fant- for a dark fantasy comic adaptation. Mm. Let alone. That they have no awareness of the absolute rage it's causing in people. Well, indeed. Uh, so I, mean, I, I, I love the first one and I have a nigh encyclopedic knowledge of the first one. As so People are like going, oh, why is that happening in the film? I go, well, it's like this. This is the reason why he's got tape up and down his arms and his back. There's this deleted scene and rah, rah, And just Skull Cowboy. And they're like, what? What the fuck is Skull Cowboy? Well, he didn't actually make it into the film. And then the rah, 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 rah. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, it, it 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 is quite possibly my favourite film of all time, just because I'm that invested in it, and it, it's just absolute genius. It brought together for me the kind of dark supernatural horror and superhero things, and it stuck a ton of my favourite bands on the soundtrack, and yeah. then had a kick-ass original score by Graham Revell yeah. as well as that. I mean, I went, I, I I still own both of the soundtracks for that because I went out and bought the CD of the the original soundtrack and the uh, the, the songs from the film because yeah. they're absolute genius the songs I thought were just fucking stunning the Nine Inch Nails cover of Dead Souls Absolutely. is just one of my favourite yeah. songs yes. of all time I, there is yeah there is nothing to take away the feeling when I first watched that movie and it was just running across the rooftops to that and it was like fuck me this is good yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that that soundtrack is outstanding I went on a trip to France when I was in high school and uh, that was my soundtrack for the entire trip. Mm. Just copied onto a tape. Yeah. And my little Walkman earpods in, listen to that. Awesome. Great soundtrack. But yeah. It is. Uh, but I mean, it, I should think be, it should be left alone. It should be left alone. Uh, the thing is, is, is it, what you were saying goes back to this is where Nerd versus World started. And How can we, we stop them doing it? Well, is, no, is we, it? no, the thing is, we, we spoke about a Crow remake on the Eclectic podcast, like this time last year did, yeah. so this whole Crow remake thing keeps rearing its ugly head every now and then yeah. pissing everyone off and then going away again so yeah. we can but hope that it will just go away again quietly well that was what I was, well, that's, what I, that's what I was going to go to I mean I think that's that's a very good hope because I think the recent rumour is Tom Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston yeah, yeah as Eric Draven the previous one had Bradley Cooper so I think it is going to be one of these things which is back every year or so. Yeah. Well there's been all sorts of people linked to it there was Cillian Murphy was linked to it at one point um, uh, James McAvoy was linked to it at one point oh, that's uh, it. there was, uh, was it not Tom Waits um, Nick Cave was rumoured to be writing it at one point Stephen yes. Norrington directing it so the, it's one of those things that has had so many people attached to it in, in its various forms where it kind of pops up. And I'm sure they just do it either to piss people off or just test the water to go, ah, right, okay, so let's announce an actor, a director, and a writer, and then see what the reaction is. No, everybody ate it right. We'll go back and try again then, shall we? Yeah. Oh, dear, we just broke the internet. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, hypothetical question. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this before I ask it. Is there any situation, any conditions under which you would accept a remake of The Crow? 
I don't. I mean, I. I I was fairly ready to accept the remake when it was the Nick Cave, Stephen Norrington combo, and it would very much have to depend on who the writer and the director were. Um, but I, I don't know. I, every time it comes around, I, I always have mixed feelings about it because if it's like writers, directors, actors that I really respect, I don't want to go, mm, don't do it because it's it's the film that you should just fucking leave alone yeah. because I'd be interested to see what somebody's take on it might be but still there's just why not part do it with, a, just with like, a new crow story yeah indeed yeah rather than I, I say I, I I don't think I would ever readily accept a remake of the crow I would accept a reboot of the franchise if it was a different story yes I, I, I sorry I, I just concur with that yeah entirely. okay that's that's the one condition I had when I wrote that that first blog entry all those years ago was that they don't water it down. If they're going to do it, it has to push for an eighteen. Yeah, of course, it has yeah. to. It has God, to, it yes. absolutely yes. has to be. I mean, that goes without saying. Like, if they, they, they can't push for a fifteen or a PG thirteen, it has to be an eighteen. It's not a story that can be told in a light, fluffy way. It no, is dark. One of these fucking comedic. Oh, sorry. This is one of my absolute disdains at the moment. It's these fucking horrendous comedic remakes of parodies. Yeah, of Mm. of everything. Yeah, like Starsky and Hutch. How was that fucking comedy? Dukes of Hazard. No. Oh, you mean that's just examples. So you don't even mean the parody ones. You mean the actual? They're seriously making the film, but just making it funny. Yes, uh, it's fucking ruining everything. From 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 childhood, it's like, uh, why don't they make a fucking um, stage production of Knight Rider for fuck's sake? You know, have a, have a musical of Knight Rider. <laughs> it it makes just down with that. Yeah, but it just makes as much fucking sense to me. It just no, Twenty One Jump Street was not a fucking comedy. No, no, you're right. It's it's the whole reimagining of, yes. of something that was if you're going to do it else. do it fucking properly or fuck off and come up with something I, new it just brings up a larger <laughs> question of yeah just why not do something new um, and, and, and I don't get why they don't because there's enough new material of stuff out there there's oh, books God, yeah. and stuff everywhere that people could just go right let's pick that up and make that and it would be fucking awesome but then you get somebody who turns around and goes Hey, you know what? It's been ten years. Why not remake Footloose? Why the fuck did you bother? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's like not have any music in it. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man. It's been ten years that, yeah. since uh, the first yeah. one. That's a film that's been rebooted far too soon. Yes. Um. Yes, that that that's where I stand. Do it if you're going to do it. It has to be an eighteen. That's my one condition. Okay. Push for an eighteen. Don't water it down. Don't don't pussy out. Do it right or fuck off. Yeah. That's what I think on that, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Should we just take a, a, a quick moment to compose ourselves for the rage? <laughs> and into weird science. Weird science. <laughs> right. Where do we go from here? Well, I mean, the thing with weird science was that, again, that also had a TV spin-off that ran for, like, seven years or something on TV. The TV series of Weird Science. I can't, I can't say I ever saw it. No. I only no. found out about it, like, this week. When I was looking online, I went, what do you mean there's a TV show of it? It went on for like 80-odd episodes yeah, or something. Yeah, that completely bypassed me. Yeah, it? indeed. I had no clue about it, but it, it apparently exists. Um, 
Again, I don't know. There, there is no way you can remake Weird Science with the same kind of uh, innocent joy of the first one. No. no. Uh, but have, have you not have in you this heard, day and age? Have you heard the the thing of of what they want to do with it? All I've heard is that they want to reboot it, and after the, I, 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 once I once the red mist had cleared, um, I just. <laughs> Sorry, I'm seeding. <laughs> I, I just avoided the story. I think I put, put a link on my Facebook saying, no, in the whole Khan thing. But it's just, again, it's it's the studios missing missing the cultural pulse by a mile and just having their finger rammed firmly up their ass and not really getting it. I know because what I right. liked when I was a kid. Let's remake that. Well, no, Spinoza's is right. There is no way they can make weird science and have the same sort of innocence with no, it. Because no one is going to be that naive about tech as they were when that film was made. Yeah, and that's the thing. That was... It was 85? Yeah, 85. 85. And computers were not mainstream. John Hughes has done things with computers in a couple of his films because obviously Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. was, was a big fan of the personal computer as well Fantastic. but um, yeah no one at the time actually knew what you could do with a computer no one knew how far you could push it and I mean Stuff what they did in games and yeah. 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 what they did in Weird Science was way beyond the realms of possibility but that was just pure fantasy but you can't get that level of suspension of disbelief of what could possibly happen with computers nowadays, because we can do nearly most things with it. Um, so you're not going to have that in any remake. Yeah, you're not. It's just, it, it's not going not gonna to... Apparently it's not even meant to be even hinted on the technical side of it in that manner. Um, from what I've read or, uh, and picked up on, it is completely supposed to be an even more farcical and lewd version of Weird Science. Well, it's the guy who did Product with, X, isn't it? With yeah, with the guys, or uh, in the not guys off, sorry, um, on a similar sort of par to Twenty One Jump Street, the the reboot. It's meant to have that kind of comedic feel to it, but what? It's beyond me. I don't know how. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, and, and and I just see it going as like, oh, let's let's make a film that we can put somebody who sounds like the original in it. Let's put Kelly Brook in there because she's got big tits. Well, first off, I wouldn't cast Kelly Brook in the Kelly LeBrock role. No, but from from what yeah. it sounds like, they want to because she's just done Piranha Three D. Let's throw her in there. She's she's British. She's she's her name's Kelly. She's got a rack. Yeah, let's I... throw her in there and make it really funny and do it as much as possible for titillation. Which, What's the fucking point? Which completely Seriously. misses the point yes, of the film. Yes, it does. And, and from everything I've read, that's, that's what, the direction that yeah. they're trying to head in. And I think it's just fucking stupid. It is. It is. It's, it's pointless. Just, just please don't fucking bother. You're wasting your time. Go and produce a fucking porn movie. It'll be, make yeah, you more you, money. You'd probably make more money, money, yeah. Well, the thing is, I had this conversation with someone recently, and it's like, because <laughs> we were talking about John Hughes movies, and we're just wondering, who is the modern John Hughes? I mean, John Smith. Well, he's not, well, he's not really the modern John Hughes. He would have been the, the, the John Hughes for our generation, but that's kind of like 
ten years ago. Yeah, I suppose. You know, it's it's been a while, mm. and that, and that that's my that's where I think the problem is is that no one is making films for the disenfranchised youth who are still trying to find themselves yeah. because yeah. the people who it's were making because people who were making those films. The, the John Hughes filmmakers, the Kevin Smith filmmakers, they've grown up. Mm. And, like, their audience has grown up. And they're still making films for their audience. Mm. There's no one they're making... Along with the, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no one the making films for the 14-year-olds who are still trying to work out who they, they are. are and, that's what, and that's what John Hughes did. That's what all of his films were. They were rites of passage yeah, movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And there is no modern equivalent. I mean... <laughs> The closest I can think of to a modern equivalent would be Napoleon Dynamite, purely because... I hated that film. It's, it's one that splits people, but purely because the protagonist wasn't cool. Because mm. Scott Pilgrim doesn't cut it. I love the Scott Pilgrim film, but it's not a film for people who don't know who they are, mm. because the hero knows who he is. I think most recently a film that I've seen that fits that criteria would be Role Models. Yeah... Kinda. Yeah, but, but that's, is that Judd Apatow? That's not. A, uh, it, yeah, yeah, but that's not a, a recent one though. That's not that recent. It, it is. It's about five, six years. Yeah. It's within that. It, 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 okay. It's recent. But again, that's speaking to the generation that's grown up from John Hughes films. But no, but uh, yeah, but it, but there's the younger kids in that as there well is. because there's the um, what's his name, there's, Stifler from. Yeah, there's the, the there's the there's the role play kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Because I've never really considered those. I've never really considered the kids to be the the, the principal characters in that. It's always been um, really the two grown-ups. The two grown-ups. Oh, okay. I don't watch that film and relate to the kids. I watch that film and relate to the grown-ups. Really? Okay. It's just like I yeah, I, I'm I, I'm I'm a slacker adult who has no direction. I, I relate to the guys <laughs> okay, in that film. <laughs> you know. I, I saw it that the grown-ups and the kids had the same problem, and then together yeah. they actually kind of like yeah. worked out. Their each individual problems and so, it focused a little I guess bit that, on each that's of their the problems. kind of closest I can think of yeah. off the top of my head to True. a kind of modern day John Hughes film. Yeah, but I, I, I struggle to think of any any films which mm. have tried to do right of passage and do it well. I mean, I suppose Harry Potter. <laughs> I suppose Super Eight, but that's Super Eight was that's, a really good film, but that was more that's well, that's, that's that's more the coming it's more the coming of age rather than like yeah, passage. Yeah, it was coming of age. Yeah, it was more Goonies than yeah. it was Breakfast Club. Club. True. Yeah, so that you know, I think there's some independent films possibly that do it, mm. but there's no there's no there's no one telling that Chronicle story. Was kind of there, but that was a bit too serious. <laughs> so I can see why they're trying to remake it. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, there's definitely a need in the market for it, but the need in the market is for something new and fresh for this generation, yeah. not something from our yeah. generation yeah. crowbarred into theirs. Yeah, and that's it. And that well, that's 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 where I stand on it. Yeah. It's just like what what's missing is the storytellers. Yeah, what's missing is we're going to have an entire generation of people who haven't had films that they connect to mm. quite as. Str- Quite as strongly as we do, and films which like they'll have had no films that in twenty years' time, if they see rumours of a remake, that they'll rage out quite yeah. as strong as we do. Well, I, I think the thing is with, with my daughter is it'll be all the same films with because <laughs> I've been bringing her up and watching all the same films I grew up with as a kid. So she's been watching Goonies and Neverending Story and all that sort of stuff, and she absolutely loves those films. So, the weird science verdict. 
Uh, just don't. Yeah. Again, don't even just don't touch it. Don't just... fucking do it because it it will just be a crass kind of American Pie style thing, yes. which will lose all of its charm from the original. Because likely they'll put in like two stoners instead of like the kind of slightly nerdy oh, kids. God. Well, see, that's the other thing. What me- I, I think this is being touted now because nerd is suddenly cool. Yeah. Just chic, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, when this film was made, nerd was very much not cool. Indeed. That was why those two principal characters worked. Absolutely. Yes. Because they weren't cool. Yeah. Any yeah. remake will have them being Scott Pilgrim. Will have them being the cool nerd. Yeah. And that's the thing. You, they're just completely missing. Where the plot? <laughs> well, well, yes. The and and, and, the and plot, where we yeah. are, mm. we we have. We have lost that that sort of subculture handle for nerd. It's become mainstream, and now yes. people want to just slap nerd in front of anything and just stick it out there and monetize it. But they're missing the point by doing that with a remake of Weird Science. You, you're completely missing what it was to be a nerd. Yeah, what it is to be a nerd. Yeah, you know, um, which is why I think. You're right. The film will have none of its charm, and and these two guys will not be unsure of themselves. They'll all of a sudden be very, very sure of themselves. Yeah, and they'll have no problem with women, which defeats the point of creating one. Indeed, it's uh, uh, at best it will be a kind of slapstick comedy. Yes, that's that's the only with, way I with, can see it going with, with some random nudity thrown yeah. in just for the fuck of it. Indeed, yeah. uh, and I can just. I can just see Stifler being cast as Chet. <laughs> yeah, indeed. He is fucking yeah. Chet. That's where he based his character on. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right, they'll CGI that as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll have a CGI poo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, basically, yeah, I just... Uh, I've had enough of reboots and remakes, so I'm just... I'm, I'm actually sick to death of them now. Yeah. That's all that seems to be coming out is sequels and reboots. I, I think uh, everybody, just on Facebook, on, on Twitter, on loads of various online, uh, um, uh, sorry, postings and things like that, it, it all seems to be across the board. Everybody feels that way. They're, they're, they're fed up. Yeah, but the thing is, where do you draw the line? Because yeah. I'm quite happy to rage against the Crow remake. I'm happy to rage against Weird Science. I've gone on record so many times my vehement dislike of them rebooting the Turtles. Mm. But rebooting Man of Steel and the latest trailer has he wanted to watch it. Star Trek has been rebooted in a new universe with J.J. Abrams, and I'm actually kind of down with that. Thing. The thing that makes certainly the Star Trek one very, very different is it's not so much a reboot as a, a continuation of the franchise in an alternate timeline. Yes, so, they've done it cleverly. Yeah. that Without it pissing I off I don't count Star Trek as being a reboot or a remake because it's just... It's an alternate history of the original timeline. That's what I tell myself too, which is why I get on with it and I <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah, you know. so I, I, I'm happy with that as just it's falling just within the Star yeah. Trek canon. That's it's, cool. It's, it's just it fireball, it's not just for shits and giggles and yeah. we're 
we need to throw a film out there, so we'll yeah. just fucking reboot something. There was nothing else really like going on kick. in the Star Trek universe. This is the continuation, because there's yeah. no Star Trek series ongoing. There's no other films ongoing no. at the moment. So this is the Star Trek universe at the moment. This is where it has gone yeah. to, and this is where it will carry on from there. Um, what was it? What was the other one you said, sorry? Um, I forget now. I only said it a couple of minutes ago. What was it? Uh, Man of Steel. Superman, uh, Superman. Yeah. yes. Um yeah, uh, that is a difficult one because, to be fair, they rebooted it not that long ago with, yeah, with, Kevin with Spacey Superman and Space. Returns, yeah. um, which I quite liked. I don't think you did. I didn't like it. Um, so. And I didn't even bother to watch. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see there was a need to reboot that at the moment unless they're doing it in terms of Justice League, which they may or may not be doing. So yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're already. Yeah, it's difficult. I think that uh, we've had this conversation before yeah. about the DC universe and how disparate it is. So the, the DC film universe is something that is nowhere near as um, coherent as the Marvel no. film universe, uh, and that's something that it will only come with time. And the only way that you could do that with superhero movies is to reboot them. But in saying that the one thing that you shouldn't keep doing is keep doing origin movies. Because no. if you keep doing origin movies of superheroes, everybody will lose their fucking shit and just not bother anymore. There's only so many times you can see Peter Parker being bitten by a spider yeah. for you to just not care. Because <laughs> I think that's the thing, certainly with comic books in general, is that comic books have this tendency of reinventing themselves every few years yeah. for a new generation. They've done that since the 20s. Yeah. They get to a certain point with the characters and then they go back to the start again and tell a version of the same story. Uh, and that's something that's been prevalent in the kind of the, the, the superhero and the comic mythos forever, yeah. is this, this remaking, rebooting philosophy. Um, but it doesn't... Which, which is why they get away with it with superhero movies, um, but that doesn't stretch into other things such as you know like remaking Evil Dead. Why? Exactly. Evil Dead Two was a remake of Evil Dead. <laughs> I don't know. It just yes, there are circumstances where reboots and remakes are acceptable, but they tend to be within spheres where it is acceptable so yeah comic book movies is acceptable because comics do it so yeah, yeah that's fine um how about carrie because carrie's been remade and that's coming out this year and i'm not i'm not actually raging about that i i, I liked the first one i liked the original and i'm but do you consider the original to be one of the best films you've ever seen and wasn't it an amazing cinematic achievement and no yeah no that's although it did, it did have the it did have the original uh cheap scare at the end though. yeah but no, that wasn't one of the ones. So maybe there's a correlation there between my attachment to the movie and yeah. my level of rage. Absolutely, yeah, I imagine there is because that's that's what certainly is it for me. I, I've never been overly enamoured with Carrie as a film, which is why I wasn't that bothered. I watched the sequel; it was chewing gum. It was all right, and this will probably be more chewing gum. Although Carrie may be slightly more kick-ass because uh, Chloe Moretz is Carrie. So, yeah, yeah but. From from what I gather about it, there's a lot of telekinesis and throwing things around that it might as well be a superhero movie in the end. But we'll see. Uh, I think it's true that there is a massive correlation between 
how much we love a film and how irked we get when it gets rebooted. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's raging about Carrie being remade because it's one of their favourite films. Yeah. I imagine Stephen King's rubbing his hands with glee, but... Well, he's keeping his pockets lined with the uh, Shining sequel. Yeah. Is it Hotel Overlook? Yeah, and yeah. Still, there's Haven still running, which is based on Colorado Kid. Yeah. It's one of his. I just think there's just so much out there that can be reached easily by Hollywood, by independent films, film companies. There, there is just way, way too much stuff out there that, that um, the sort of 14 to 25-year-olds at the moment are looking at and reading, uh, watching. Um, you've got all the stuff coming over from Japan. There's loads of um, manga that hasn't even been made into anime that mm. can be picked up and produced into a really relevant film for um, our, that sort of age range. There's, there's just, um, I've got to say, even um, somebody just get a, a light steampunk book and fucking convert that into a film, just for about God's to sake. Say that. You know I, what I mean? After the conversation we because, had with Jonathan Green, yeah. I'm expecting steampunk the, movies. Yes, yeah. because the, cause it's the, even on TV adverts now, there's little bits of gears and cogs coming in and shop windows have got it in their displays and the Victoriana is creeping into everything. Defiance, so, they're all very steampunky uh, in, in their costumes. So, and you know, spirit Riders. It, it's crying That's who they were. Spirit I remember riders. the guys. Yeah. The guys it, it, the top hat, Spirit Riders. It's, it's crying out. and goggles. Yeah. It, it's crying it's out for, for, for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, it would be very easy to dip in and dip out of in many different guises because it's such a an open source because yeah. you, you can't go wrong you, you can throw it in with any kind is, of musical but, uh, and I think this is where on. a lot of studios run into huge problems in that they can't quantify how successful something like that is going to be because it hasn't been done yeah. and it, it and it's not based on something that has a huge fan base uh, for any particular one thing like, say, for example, you look at Game of Thrones, they took the chance on that, and it's it fucking an worked. excellent series. Yes, but that had a very devout following of people who were reading the books. Um, so that, that that worked, but you couldn't say the same thing unless they kind of picked a series of David Gemmell books or whatever yeah. and tried to put them into, into production as a long-running TV show. Would it work? They don't know. Yeah. They don't know... That they don't have the first-hand experience of some of what is successful, and what would make a successful show. And even when they do, that takes them a while. I mean, Terry Pratchett's Discworld series has been undeniably successful. They still dug um, their heels they, in and refuse to make adaptations of that. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. All, all they do is Sky One crank out a two-hour special every couple of years. Yeah. Stick David Jason in the main role and. How about it's it? all good. Yeah. <laughs> How about it? Well, I've just introduced Megan to those, so we Excellent. Really watched, good, good work, sir. Yeah, we, we sat and watched um, Colour of Magic, and uh, now we're halfway through The Hogfather. Nice. <laughs> I enjoyed Going Postal. That we watched good. Going Postal first, yeah. which is weird, but then, yeah, we went back and watched a few others, because they're on Love Film. I think the issue is just that there's not the writers then, perhaps. Well, I, the or the, or the I, original I still minds. think the writers are it's there. there. Yeah, I think it, they it's are the film there. corporations yeah. that are going. What's going to make us the quickest, fucking biggest bucks? Bang for the book. Yeah. Okay, so we need we need to try and get to the bottom of it then. If the writers are still there, 
Is it the fact that the studios are just using the same writers? Yeah. Because yes. Abrams is attached to everything nowadays. Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah. is it time to look for talent that they haven't used before? Yes. I think yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. They, they need to open it up more. Um, and I think this is what a lot of these pilots and so forth on, on Love Film and, and on Netflix should be doing. They should be going out and sourcing new talent for the shows. Yeah. Not just relying on on offshoots from other things like say Zombieland. Yeah, re- remnants of is collapsed a, is an offshoot other shows. Of the yes. film. Yeah. Um, so, th- and I think it's because I, I know there are a lot of writers out there who spend a lot of time going out and pitching stories to people, and they, and they don't get anywhere with them. So I think it's it. Uh, I remember, I don't know whether they still do it or not, but BBC used to run uh, a, a contest called BBC Talent. Yeah. Uh, that was for, uh, it was for several categories. There was kind of screenwriting categories and kind of finished production, direction, that kind of thing. Because uh, I, I submitted something into that years and years ago. But that's, that's a great idea for getting new people in, is to just have some kind of competition where you open it up and go, hey, come on. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. And they should be doing more of that. Or, they should. And trying to seek out new, yeah, instead interesting of all these ideas. Fucking stupid dancing <coughs> dogs and belly dancing oh, babies. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know? Fucking sick of normal. <laughs> Fuck all that lot off and actually have something that's, you know, about creativity. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd even go as far as saying, yeah, I'd, I, I would watch a show where they show sections of or even whole episodes of a show and then you ring in and vote and then that becomes a series that's produced by whatever network is producing that that show that I can get behind it's almost like it would almost be like a televised version of Kickstarter yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like yeah, well, like Dra- Dragon's Den for TV shows or whatever. Yeah, that I could get behind, and mm. that is a way of the networks making a show for very little money, and then getting other shows out of it. Yeah. That's uh, that's a potential way forward. <coughs> Just yeah, stop scraping through the fucking dry barrel when there's a whole fucking cellar full behind you. Yeah, because it is hard to stay faithful to the original when the cultural paradigm of the world has changed so much yeah. from, the, from that time yeah. so yeah it's it, it's not just a case of digging up an old story and remaking it you've got to be much more aware than yeah. there's more than just the story that you're telling yeah musically ethically fashionably yeah, it, it, yeah. and then yeah need to try and find then the next the director, next because the people who told those stories have grown up with their audience, yep. and they're still trying to pitch stories that their their audience would like, but pitch them to a younger age, and there's just no connection there. No. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe this sort of logical reasoning is missed on the studio executives, and maybe they'll just finally talk with them, and they'll realize actually we can't keep doing it. But sadly, I think. They will. I, I don't think there's going to be any any immediate change. So I, I think that this new Amazon and Love Film approach is a step change towards it, uh, a step in the right direction. Um, but again, it's going to take time for this kind of thing to sink yeah. in because it relies on the feedback of the audience. And there are those of us out there who will happily give that feedback, but then there's a load of people who just actually sit, want to be 
spoon-fed their shows. Yeah. <coughs> and that's the problem. Or well, they can carry on paying their TV licence and watching... Uh, exactly, yeah, indeed, yeah. They can, they can watch the same show being rehashed over and over again, it's fine. Yeah. We, we, whilst the musical interlude was playing, we went for a coffee and we had a quick chat about this, and we, was like, we decided we needed to have a resolution, some sort of conclusion for this section. Is the conclusion leave them alone? Yes, leave them alone. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we'll Le- hurt leave you. them alone and, and, <laughs> and move move on to to, to pastures yeah. newer and greener. Pull your head out of your ass and actually look, look around, around and see the new yeah. stuff that's out there instead of yeah. just flicking through the fucking back catalogue. And find writers who can relate to that yeah. teen market that you want to aim for. And. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, uh, find a market and name for yeah, it. We're in we're in a day and age where communities are out there online that you can just find them and you can see what they're looking at because they're voting for it and yeah. they're saying I like this and I like that and people are promoting the stuff themselves. Yes. By so, buying T-shirts of the things that they like and, and wearing them. Yeah. So that it it doesn't take a genius yeah. to go if you want to see what people want to watch. Fucking ask them. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of your blackout limo and fucking walk around. Speak to people. And there we have it. So yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Well, to be honest, we we share the same thoughts, yeah. and I think it is essentially just fuck off, walk away from the remake plans, do something original, or just don't do it at all. Right. Well, that's about it for today. <laughs> and I'm spent. I think we're all pretty exhausted after that. <laughs> yeah. How oh, the rage was strong with that one. It was indeed. Yeah. The language was remarkably clean, I felt. Was it? <laughs> I don't think mine was. I don't remember swearing that much. Did really? I, 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 I don't know. Did. I did. <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember. Though we did that, we had an interview um, at work. There was a, an assessment panel, so they'd interviewed the students, and I was one of the students at the time. And uh, there's four of us in the room giving our thoughts and our, our opinions on, on the college and everything. And one of the students was editing it together, and he said, We had to edit most of your stuff out, Brendan. I was like, Why? And, because you swear a lot. Like, really? I. On hand, oh, fuck. <laughs> hand, hand what the fuck are you talking about, you little prick? <laughs> hand on my heart. I had not realised I swore so much during the taping of that interview. So he played it back to me and I was like, yeah, sure enough. I was just casually swearing constantly. So I have been trying to curb that and bring that back in a little bit. To be fair, uh, uh, over the last eight shows, I think we've all kind of... (laughs) Curbed the swearing a bit, yeah. I I suppose it comes along with, like... Getting the guests on and stuff like that is is ha- trying to have. Oh, I'm, defi- I'm definitely better behaved in front of the guests. <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's having that sense of professionalism guests. over sort of crass and just the fact where you don't speak. Uh, I listened to the bitter room one. I, yeah. I, I barely heard you say one word. I think I said hi. <laughs> yeah. um, I think at the end you were like, "Yeah, come up to the studio." Yeah, come on, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I was kind of, I was, I was, I was mostly off screen for that as well because yeah, we, yeah, we skyped so, them, and I wasn't, yeah. wasn't on screen because I was trying to make sure that my levels were correct on he the. He was off in the corner fiddling. Oh yeah, I was playing, I was <laughs> playing with my knobs in the corner, <laughs> cooking red lights. So yeah. Hmm. <coughs> Cool. Anyway, I think that's that's about it for the show. I think. Yeah, I think so. Cool. So, yeah. Thanks for listening again, everyone. Okay. Um, until next time, I've been Brendan. 
I've been spindles, I think. <laughs> and I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 80. You know the drill. Until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. <laughs>